0: This is not going to be one of those happy jubilant podcast episodes that I've I've been doing recently. This is going to be totally different. I'm coming through from a position of <laughs> I'm coming through for the position of disappointment. Honestly and sincerely. Honestly and sincerely. I'm frustrated. I don't want to trivialize the situation, so I'm trying very much to keep as many effects at a minimum and just have an honest discussion about the state of things, what they are. There's going to be a lot of triggers, so please accept this trigger warning. I am angry. I am pissed. And I'm recording from such a beautiful space. I'm out here in Nelsprate. At the the, the Kayalami Hotel here. A beautiful, beautiful place. And the planning for the episode wasn't this kind of discussions that we're going to be having. This was not the intentions. I didn't come all this way here to come and speak about racism. But I have to. I have to. I am inclined to speak about it. Why? Stellenbosch. You know, I I don't want to sound, and I never want to sound like an EFF leader referring to Stellenbosch and the, the racism and the culture it generally has. For a place to earn connotations and for a place to have a bias towards them that speaks of it being a racist, a very racist city. Let alone Western Cape being a racist province. That's the approach that is often shared. We speak to people who have traveled there, they say to you, look, it is actually a racist state. Yes, it's beautiful, but it's extremely racist. It is essentially where white people go to be comfortable with being racist. Openly so. In the guise of what them being rich or them being far from us maybe that's why they want to separate from the rest of the country I don't know but I'm I'm upset I am upset so this is the Stellenbosch incident, what happened this young man says he was sleeping alright and then as he's sleeping he hears someone um, in the room and then he's like no but my roommate is away I'm alone What's going on here? So he decides to switch off, switch on the light, and then he finds this white boy. This white bastard. He finds him in the room. He asks him what he's doing there. And then as he does this, he's quick to, 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 to think of getting his phone. And then he starts recording. This bastard is pissing. He's taking a leak on top of his possessions, his belongings. All the while, he's uh, uh, saying racial slurs. the is that? What level of, of comfortability with you being a racist is that? Where you see no wrong, you don't care about the optics, you are so confident in doing something so dehuman, as you just walk into somebody's room, And then what you do is take a leak on top of their belongings. Much better, much better that African student is than I am. Much better they are than I am. Perhaps they had the presence of mind to realize that putting this on social media would have a much, much better effect than what I would have done. But that's besides the point. Now the student subsequent to this has been suspended. And they interviewed the 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 African student and they asked him, What would you want to see happening? And he was clear, he didn't beat up the push. He said, Look, I want to see this guy expelled. Nothing else, expelled. He is not going here and there, saying, no, uh, I, we, I think we need to understand what happened, this person. No! He's direct, he is to the point, saying, this is what happened, this is what I experienced, and this is the reprieve that I want to see. This is the only sensible thing that I want to see happening. because this is a racial incident. Don't be stupid enough to believe the narrative that will come out, or if it hasn't come out already, saying, the guy was drunk. No, no, no. If if you want to tell me that being drunk then pulls out of you racist tendencies, then I'm concerned about the flavor of drink that you're having, that unearths your deepest desires. You don't go out and choose a conduct which is going to be racially motivated. And then you want people to hide you behind oh, sorry, hide you behind uh, being drunk. And is an expulsion, even the, 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 the most fitting thing. actions that these people have done to us psychologically damaging us over an extended period. those are things that scar you for, for life, even. Why isn't his life disrupted? An expansion is nothing. He'll probably be accepted into Rhodes University. Or UCT for that matter. He'll probably find some white institution that's going to celebrate him. A forum will likely represent him. This is the infuriating part. Because of the kind of people we are dealing with in this circumstance, because of the kind of people who are involved, this is the rich white people. Where once again privilege comes into into play. It is it is a blatant fact that if it was a black man who had done the very same thing, his expulsion would have been swift, immediate, even. But they need to investigate, don't they? That's what they're saying. They need to investigate convene, have meetings, investigate, let it drag out up until the attention it currently has blows over. Because they can afford, they can afford to have it associated with them. Nothing is swift when it comes to the disservice, injustices that is is placed to the black man. I, I don't think you understand how infuriating this thing is. I don't think you understand just how just how we are let down by a society a society that wants to believe that after 1994 racism was dealt with what people want to say to us just because they are no longer in political power racism has lost its, its strength they want to get us to 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 believe that everything is well because we see the craft that is done by these black politicians then we see the greed that is happening They want to say to us look here yeah, we gave you gave you power for 25 years and then what did you do you stole it that that is what they want us to be distracted by We're forgetting one important thing, or well, we're not putting attention to it. The racists gave birth to children of which they cultured into race. So this thing is perpetual. A generational racist continues to ensure that the curse that they have of seeing people for skin color and associating us with in in inadequacy, associating us with stupidity, associating us with deserving of ridicule, associating us with deserving of poverty, seeing us less human, identifying us with anything that is negative. They pass down that ideology onto the kids. See what kids when they are young and you put them in a room together and watch them play. We meet these kids in restaurants, we meet these kids everywhere. They're young. I have have young, young kids myself. And you group them together, they play, they're fun. But see how quickly the white parents take the kids away. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? Have you ever seen that you come in with a child? They come forward. It can be a niece, it can be anything. And then they meet up with a white child. They're going to look at each other, they're going to smile and hold hands. It's natural. Because They don't have a bias that has been ingrained into them by their experience and their education that's given to them. And then watch as the parent pulls the other child away. Yanks them off, so as to say, stay away. Don't catch what they have. That is how it feels. That is how it comes along as. This is something that we need to understand. It is infuriating, something that continuously happens. It is something that happens from time to time. And then these kids grow up, cultured to be the way they are. They're they are, they are, they are kids who think that they are not racist, or they don't have the ability to be racist by virtue of the fact that they have been surrounded by black people. And miss the point that the black people that they were surrounded with were employees of their family. who should either be the domestic worker or the gardener, both in some circumstances, and they would, or the security guard of the complex, and they would continue to to live under those circumstances, all the while calling calling elders by their first names, calling our mothers and fathers by their first names, John and Sarah, yeah, and confidently doing so, seeing nothing wrong with it but referring to the white counterparts of the same age as Mr. Sorenson, The way we have become comfortable with being disrespected and being belittled, is unheard of. And this is a position that, is, that we are partly to blame because the permission that we give to people is exactly how they're going to end up treating us. Things are the way that they are because of what we allow people to do to us. So you want to say to me, it's an education that needs to be given. But we've been giving education. Look at the the United States. The Black Lives Matter movement. Black people in the United States are in the minority. But how is it that me in South Africa, in the majority, I'm able to share the same lived experiences as them? We are in the majority, in a democratic state. What is it about us That allows us to feel the same frustrations When you start seeing it like that You realize just Just how big a lie All these politicians are How big a lie All these systems are The systems are against us The systems aren't for our support We are alone and people are comfortable with seeing us not having any support that is the the life that they want to live because they need to give us in a certain state of wealth perpetually they want to see us poor even the quality of education that they give us (laughs) is not a huge improvement is it because they deprive us from access and they give us the very bad minimums this is what I'm saying White people in their vast majority, without doing <laughs> a stat essay, I'll say to you, over 90% of them go to private institutions, schools, because they have the wealth to support them. Remember the wealth gap that we have in this country. Politicians are like their kids, or even them, they don't go to public institutions. They go to private institutions. because they have the access to do so. Then why is it? Why is it are they unable to trust in the public system that they are the custodians of? You want to say to me that Angel Muttera's children are also going through the very same useless quality of education that she's giving us. You want to say to me that she is the same person who would mother kids to be put through and subjected to the kind of very poor content that we are subjected to you want to say to me that blatant Zimande has a children frustrated at the FET level, at the education level? No, he doesn't. Because these people create programs that they will never get a, a, a chance to experience. And then they pet themselves at the back. Imagine this, you lower the pass rate and then you celebrate and increase pass rate after you lower the pass mark. What nonsense is that? What nonsense is that? You are diluting the quality. Imagine this. If you buy a litre of Oros, and previously you were able to make 5 litres worth of drink with that, and you could feed, let's say, 50 people with that. Everyone can get the drink properly. And then you decide afterwards to say, look, I need to increase uh, the number of people that we are feeding. Oh, that are getting drink. Instead of saying, let's buy more Oros bottles, you say, nah, keep the bottles as uh, as it is, but I want you to dilute it, not into a five liter, but I want you to dilute it into 500 liters. What in the world are the people drinking? It doesn't qualify as juice. That is the concept of us approaching what, what the basic minutes of education is done. They're not giving us quality and they don't care for it. And what, what happens thereafter? You have multiple of my trick um, graduates who actually aren't, aren't all that much literate. They can barely communicate, their comprehension is extremely poor, they don't have any critical skills. They don't have anything that sets them in the right direction for them to get into the, the job market. Then they become low-skilled. But that's fine. Every society has those. Wouldn't that be where we're going to begin placing them into <laughs> into the low-skilled jobs? Construction, and bricklaying, and, and uh, minor maintenance retail and restaurants, and oh, 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 before you become overly, overly offended, I'm not referring to the, the critical parts of those industries, I'm saying that there's entry levels, you, you know, there's the very same ones that are currently reserved for foreigners, I'm talking about those. So what's the purpose of this system? Whose benefit is it? This is the reason why it goes back to how a person would be comfortable in coming into your room, coming into your place of residence, and taking a piss. Literal piss. This is not this is not figurative. This is not a situation where idealists are in argument. It's not that. Racism continues. And there's always going to be some sort of deflection to their benefit. When we try to fight our rights, they're going to be giving us titles and labels. They're going to be calling us xenophobes, as they profoundly started doing. They're going to say we are petty. They're going to say we are filling out the race card. As if it is wrong for us to call out racist behavior when we see it. This is what they're going to be doing to us. And how are we supposed to see that as right? Why do we have to wait for politicians to decide what is deemed as right? I don't wanna wanna sound, I don't wanna sound as an anti-establishment, heretic, nah. I want us to approach racism for what it is. I want us to be fully aware that this is not something that changes overnight. But the fear has to be instilled into them to understand that when you conduct such things, you are going to be held accountable. They need to see that for all these actions, there has to be severe penalties. The penalty has to match the crime. That's one thing that we need to establish and one thing we need to be consistent about. We need to have the same energy. The same energy that we dedicate We dedicate to uh, 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 Ravishing celebrities on black Twitter. The same energy That we have in belittling ourselves On on, on black Twitter As they call it. We need to double it When it comes to dealing with matters of race. We need to stand our ground. And be able to stand up to the racists And stand up to the politicians. Because the time has come And gone where we're supposed to be having hope in the system it was a good concept but it has failed us it has failed us and aren't you sick and tired of seeing this thing happening time and time again aren't, aren't you sick and tired of people being comfortable with treating us the way that they're treating us as black people in this country but I'll apply. And it's something that we honestly need to put to an immediate halt. I worked retail for a bit period of my life. Early as I am, I spent a lot of time in the retail sector. And this is my first interaction, having come from a village. Obviously, in the in the villages, you would uh, anticipate that there's 100% um, black population of which it was so my first interactions after my trip is when I got a job and started dealing with white people up to that point the only ones I've dealt with is the ones that my mother used to take me to which were her bosses at work and they were polite people Auntie Joey and Uncle Des ah they were polite people they would buy me gifts every single year they'd buy me something fancy so I would have assumed that hey this is what white people are they're good people aren't they all of them because the ones that I've been exposed to have been good people but that is my understanding as a child and make no mistake in none of my discussions will I ever say all white people I haven't met them I'm talking about the majority based on the incident I'm saying all races. And the fact that I could mention and go through this whole episode without mentioning Kyla and speak about race and you understand when I'm saying racist I'm referring to your white people actually speaks about their character, doesn't it? Look at that. When I make the statement you are racist, what are you? Or who are you thinking of? Who's the person being racist? Who's the perpetrator of the racism? <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you look at that perspective? Look at it from that point. There is something that we need to think. So, continuing to this, I get my first job and I'm employed. I'm happy. I'm grateful. I work for a certain organization, and there was this this manager, this Indian manager, who used to belittle people constantly. For the moment, he's going to remain nameless. This is what he used to do. Every single day, I would witness him belittling the black people. And the merchandisers in this organization were all black. How he would speak to them, he would call them boy. He would call out to them and then instruct them. All the while while threatening them, calling them all sorts of useless and stupid. This is the culture of that organization. And it's a big box store. A multi-billion rand organization entrusting such people. So I didn't understand the notion of what autonomy gave him the right to act the way he was. I called him out on it. Oh no, oh did I get a lashing of my life. This is me, I was an outsource. I was confident that I'm going to be able to take him on because I see what he's doing. I understood the reason why they were not speaking up to him is because there's perhaps a language barrier. They lacked the confidence to be able to speak to him and say, Look, you know what? And I could do that. So I did. But I was punished severely for that afterwards. I called him out on it, and this is what they chose to do. I first submitted a complaint through to my my organization because I went outsourced to say, Guys, there is a manager here who's being racist towards us. Please assist. I worked for white people. At the time, they did nothing. I called them a second time to say, He's called me a boy. Please assist. They did nothing about it. This incident, this other day, I'm packing a stock. And then he comes. With another customer, as I am busy packing, he comes closer, and they want assistance from where I am. And he says to the customer, "No, nah, don't bother asking this one. He's stupid. Doesn't know anything. He's just a merchandiser." Imagine the confidence that a person has to say such things, and all oh, they laughed and continued on with their lives as if it was normal. Was that rude or was it racist? I got requested to leave the store by the management because I stood up and spoke for people. It made them feel uncomfortable, so they said to me, I need to leave. I left. A few months later, I found myself in a different store working for the same organization. This customer comes walking through the main aisle I am walking, he's walking in the middle, I'm leaning more towards the the shelves. As he's walking, he's not moving. He chooses to walk closer to my side. I have no option, but I have to make contact with him. He actually bumped me when we we looked at it afterwards. And I kept walking and said nothing to him. Little to my knowledge. He was then following me. You know you get this feeling that you get when somebody is following you, saying, like, I know, something is happening behind me. I, I, I wonder what. And then as I turned around, this bastard, immediately as I turned, he was ready to push me. And then he pushed me to the floor. And I fell to the ground. This is ten years back, mind you. I fell to the ground, and there was a lady at, at um, one of the counters in the store. And they said Why did you do that? He says, because I have more money than he has brains. Still never understood that line. But when time progressed, I started seeing he associated my situation and who I am without having spoken to me or known me. (laughs) I was deserving for that treatment. Same as a master would kick his servant. I was deserving of that treatment. That's the approach that he came through. with, And I was supposed to be okay with that. So I want you to make me understand how this could have happened. I want you to make me understand how any of this could have been possible. <sighs> the problem that I have with the situation here. Yeah, as this incident is not something that happened after uh, after us, and it was it was that, this was years after supposedly apartheid had ended. Therefore, racists could not operate with impunity, seeing black people as stupid, a little above monkeys as they see us, believing that they have a right to mistreat us and speak to us any other way, regardless of age or gender. Because the black people in close proximity to them never stood up against them. But how do you stand up to the person who's feeding you? It's not easy. But it's the same psychology that leads people to be in abusive relationships. If I'm dependent on you, there's a high likelihood that you're going to be doing as you please with me. It's been the case. It often is the case. And unfortunately, that is, that is what happens. Years later, I found myself in Middleburg. I travel a lot. And this lady comes up to me and says, "Wow, you speak very good English. Where are you from?" I tell her where I'm from. She says, "Wow, wow. You know, there's, a, there's a, even my gardener. He does the same, eh? And and please don't be offended. Uh, I'm not a racist. Really, I'm not a racist. You know, he's such a good person." Such a good man, and I let him even eat with me the, the dinner when I um, when my, 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 my maid cooks, I call him in and we have dinner as well together. And my friends they all come and they ask, Why are you allowing these people in the, inside the house? and I say to them, I no, don't worry, this one here is my kafir key. I was like, Oh my god. Oh my God, <laughs> oh my God, she said that. <laughs> the fact that she used the word Khaferki isn't, isn't my red flag. My red flag is that she has friends who we were offended by the fact that she was being accommodating to these people. <sighs> How many times have you been called a you, a you person, you people? How many times have you been called that? <laughs> these people raise children. Which is why it's important for us to establish a mindset that protects us against any of these people. Which is why we need to stand up for ourselves because they honestly are not going to be the ones to stand up for ourselves. Which is why we need to do things differently for us to be able to have an elevated mindset so we can stand up for ourselves and say no. There are no situations which warrant ever For anyone to be racist towards you. Prejudice that they give you. I don't care of any bias that is given unto them. They don't have any right to do so. Don't let them. Do not let them. Racism is alive and well. And continues to prosper in this world of ours. Racism has actually been on the increase. Because they're finding new ways to exclude us. Whether it's financial Whether it's in the the job markets, whether it's in education. They're using a different currency to speak. They're using money. We are decepted into believing that having a lot of money, it's, it's wrong, it's sin. But it's the love thereof. Having a lot of money is essential. We need, we need to own the power. We need to be the ones that are making the critical decisions. We have to convert this thing of having the whites in a very, very super minority. But every single suburb is run by them. We need to stop associating wealth with whiteness. When a black person does good, start calling him mlungu, gambler. Start calling you white. nonsense is that? We need to fight the system. We can't be... Raising our kids in the very same system. They need to understand and see things for what they are. And it's not something that's going to happen overnight. It's something that we need to do consistently. Because the only thing that defeats negativity is consistency. Let us remain consistent every single time when we are engaging with these people. Every single time when we are speaking with them. Stand your ground. At the first sign that you identify that this person is being disrespectful, you need to call them out on it. Ask them, why is it you are being rude? What grounds do you have for you to speak with me at that level? Who do you think you are? Say it with your chest. Believe it. Because how we engage with them today determines how things will be 20 years from now. And I'm sick and tired of being able to relate to things that happened in the 1960s. I'm sick and tired of being able to relate to an American black man in 1972, in Africa. No, no, it clearly shows you that, that there's a huge flaw with the system, as it is in use. And feel